Hello and welcome to the Global Careers Calls podcast from the University of London Career Service. Your chance to listen to stimulating career conversations between a member of our team and professionals working in a range of sectors based across the globe. So let's listen into our Global Careers Call. Our first call is to Brunishka Lewis, based in the Bahamas and working in the global health sector. Brunishka was called by Laura Brammer, Deputy Head of Careers, and tells about how, thanks to her desire to constantly upskill herself, she embarked on a course in public health at the University of London. After her studies, Brunishka progressed in her career, first as the Acting Director for the National HIV Clinic of the Health Ministry in the Bahamas, and then as a Public Health Officer for Royal Caribbean Cruises. We hope you enjoy the conversation. So, hi, Brunishka, how are you? Good. Hi, Laura. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. My pleasure. So I wanted to start with a couple of questions about about you. Um, As we might have mentioned, some of our students are career starters, so they're at the early stage of their career development journey. Some of the students studying with the University of London are career developers, so they're people who are already working in an industry and are studying to kind of enhance their careers. And some of our students are complete career changers. So they're using their studies, either undergraduate or postgraduate, to sort of re-pivot their career. So how about you? When you were studying with the University of London, how would you describe yourself? So I would fall in the second category, developer. So I am a registered nurse. You know, I came out of high school and I became a registered nurse. I studied here in the Bahamas. I worked for the Ministry of Health here in the Bahamas. And after being just a single trained registered nurse, I realized, okay. And I also had a really good mentor who encouraged me and made me realize, Brunishta, it's awesome that you're a registered nurse, but what next? You have, you have to do more. You have to want more. And I, I wanted more as well. And I was like, this can't just be the end of it. This isn't the end of my story, the end of my education. Mm-hmm. And a lot of persons were like, okay, maybe we should get the master's in nursing. And then I realized with a master's in nursing, it kind of boxed me. It would box me into nursing, mm-hmm. specifically nursing. And so as I spoke to more persons and even my mentor, who I mentioned, I learned about a master's degree in public health. And I was like, hmm, this is good because it's going to bring in my nursing background. Mm-hmm. So it won't be completely foreign information to me, but it's going to give me a bigger box to work in, make me a bit more marketable because I will have my nursing background mm-hmm. and this new knowledge in public health. And so that's why I would say it was career development. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I felt when I was studying Fantastic. And how lovely to hear such a vivid description of how a mentor really helps you to question the limitations you're putting on yourself as well. And like you were saying, you know, fantastic that you're working in the nursing space, but also what else might you do? How else might you kind of expand? So you gave us a a little bit of insight there, but I wonder if you could tell us a bit more about how you became public health officer with Royal Caribbean Cruises. So how did you go from the work you were doing before into, into this? It's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, you know, for my entire career, it's been working with Ministry of Health, working with the government, you know, sure. and to pivot into private sector. But I just remember I was on LinkedIn 
one evening and I saw this ad um, because even though you have a job, you still want to keep your eyes open and you it's good to grow and experience new things, get new opportunities, professional growth, just to get your hands and have so much more experience. And so I had job alerts on (laughs) (laughs) and I saw this public health job pop up and it was in the country which was perfect because a lot of public health jobs I would have to leave the Bahamas but when I saw one where I would be able to remain in country mm-hmm. I looked at the qualifications and I'm like hey I have a master's degree in public health I have a nursing background um I can do this and I applied and less than a week later I got the interviews and a job offered so it was good and it was scary because you know I've known something for so long and you ministry of health for so long and so now I move into not just private sector mm. but into tourism and hospitality during a global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes we need to get out of our comfort zone. Mm. So that we could see what else is available for us. That's yeah. the only way we're going to grow and develop by doing things that's not comfortable. Absolutely. And I think I really like what you were saying about you had the job alerts on, even though, you know, you weren't miserable or desperately unhappy and wanted to change jobs. It's just wanting to keep a sense of well, what else is out there. And by Keeping an awareness of the labor market and opportunities, that keeps us fresh, doesn't it? And it keeps us open to those new things that come along. So what do you actually do in the work that you do now? So are you are you kind of based in lots of different settings or have you got one office or how does it work in what you're doing? Okay, so right now, Royal Caribbean, they have a private destination island, a private island destination here in the Bahamas, and that's where I am stationed. And so as public health officer, and this point in time, our main focus, as is probably everywhere, is COVID. And so I want to make sure that we are as best protected from COVID. So that means in terms of testing, I assist with testing for COVID. We look at vaccination as well as boosters encouraging that. We also look at the health and safety protocols we have in place. Uh, Make sure we have enough hand sanitizing stations, hand washing stations. We look at the our our day-to-day operations in terms of the physical distancing. Hmm. Um, Do we have enough space? Should we decrease the amount of persons that we allow in this place? Mm-hmm. Um, we want to make sure just things to protect us from that. So that's the overarching thing that's taking up everything. But we are hopefully mm-hmm. we we see better results with COVID and we could focus on other things. I also, when I, I'm able to find time, mm-hmm. I try to do a lot of health education as well. So whether it's right. regarding sexual health, women's health. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about those things as well, because we can't just focus on COVID. COVID is important. It is in the forefront, but there are still other health issues that we need to be aware of and kind of remind persons, mm-hmm. please don't neglect this either. Mm. Yeah, it's easy, isn't it? I suppose, particularly in this field for COVID to kind of over-dominate. I mean, obviously, Definitely. for lots of reasons, it's it's had to, but like you say, to be mindful of that. Now, you mentioned that this is your current role, but before that, you were working uh, for the health ministry um, in the acting director of the AIDS and HIV clinics, I believe you mentioned. So tell us a bit about the what you did in the Bahamas in that sense, if you can. 
Definitely. So I first started working at the HIV center as a registered nurse. I was in charge of the PMTCT program, the Prevention of Mother-to-Child Transmission. Mm-hmm. And so basically, you know, when we have women who are living with HIV and they become pregnant, make sure they're enrolled in care, have the medication, because, you know, once a person, when she's enrolled in care on medication, mm-hmm. that that leads to good results. We end up with negative babies. And so awful lot of counseling, a lot of support. So some people think it's just... Hair, here's your tablets, but it's so, so much more. You have to look at the entire person. So it's not, and with HIV, that was one of those things where you can't just say, hair are your tablets taken. You have to look at what other factors affecting this person. Um, stigma and discrimination is a big one. And so you have to talk to about that. And so additionally, with working with the PMTCT program, we did a lot of community work, a lot of health education, went on a lot of radio shows, just trying to get the proper message out there to help reduce the stigma and discrimination, but also to educate the public on the way HIV is and is not spread. And I know for a lot of people, like HIV has been here for our entire lives, but we still have persons who don't know the facts. There are a lot of myths, a lot of misconceptions still floating out there. And so it was our job to get it out there, get the correct information there. So that was what I started off doing. And like I said, that was when I had that excellent mentor and um, I will always be grateful to her, always, because she would always say, Bernishka, I am training you to take my job. She right. said that. She was not. And, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, women in the workplace, they're threatened and they're not supportive. But she said, I want you to take my job. And I because <laughs> of her, that yeah. I started studying, I decided I'm going to work get this degree. And after I got the degree, I was eligible to take her job, which is what happened. Um, And through the transition period, she was there to support me. And so I became the director of the HIV center. And so basically I oversaw all of the services that we were involved with, worked with other departments, because now we will work more closely with social services, Mm -hmm. um, the department of gender affairs, national security, the police, social services, work with those persons, as well as NGOs such as the Red Cross. Um, And then in-house, again, we want to organize training, working with the pharmacy, making sure we have drugs. And that the first year of COVID, that was 2020, the supply chain, global supply chains were mm. a, a complete mess because, you know, with lockdowns and shutdowns and this flight not coming in. So it was so challenging trying to ensure that we had medication and we did not have stock out. So all of those things I was trying to deal with with an amazing team that I work with there as well. Fantastic. And so that was just some of the things I did yeah. there. And I think what's really, I mean, as someone who doesn't have any a background in global health, so maybe those students of ours who've, who've got a lot of track record in this space, it won't be so surprising to them. But the multitude of different stakeholders that you had to connect with, like you say, right through the sort of security services, the police, local charities, the international NGOs, so all of those different factors. And yeah, the logistic aspect as well in terms of supply chain, I can imagine that must have been pretty stressful. Talking of which... 
Can you tell us about a time when you've had to be sort of optimistic and persistent in your career development? Is there a time when you've had to have those qualities, would you say? I think always, you know, <laughs> that, that's always, you know, um, I, I, I'm having trouble thinking of a specific, like a single story, but I just think that's the way that you should try to be. It will be challenging. Oh. It will be challenging, but you have to try and just push through so you can get through. There will be good days. There will be bad days, but keep going. Yes, and try to focus on like the small things that 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 you did, mm-hmm. and and let that carry and motivate you to continue. Great. Now we've heard a lot about how supportive your own mentor was in helping you see your potential. Um, where would you say the growing numbers of opportunities are within sort of global public health in that sector? I mean, clearly, you know, COVID has had a, um, a huge impact for obvious reasons. Are there other parts of the sector that you think are seen from your experience to, to there's a significant amount of roles within there? I think the good thing COVID brought to the forefront the importance of public health or, and global health, not just in NGOs or in government sector, but also in private sector. For example, my company here, this is a newly created position. Right. And so at the end, and I'm, I'm being optimistic here, when COVID cases start to trend and we get where we want to be with COVID cases, they're not going to do away with the position because now we want to ensure that we're prepared for the next mm. pandemic, next infectious outbreak. And so across our fleet of Royal Caribbean, we have added this position here. And there are other private sector companies where, you know, they're realizing we need this, 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 this on our team. We need this additional team members mm-hmm. and so it's it's making people respect it more and see the importance of it mm. and so that's the good thing however it, it's it's a bit more challenging now because a lot of persons they have access to information that they may not know how to dissect and read and understand properly so it makes our job a bit more yeah. challenging but that that's to keep us on our toes as well to make sure that we keep upgrading ourselves and we keep on top of what's the latest science and science is so important. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it's it's people now realize how important this role is and mm. the limit because I think before again it was just so limited the career options or career opportunities mm-hmm. if you didn't get into one of the ngos mm. or work with a local ministry of health it was kind of like mm. nothing else really happening but now right you see a lot a lot of when you go on LinkedIn and in different places you see a lot of opportunities in private sector that's fascinating so like you were saying in some ways covid has opened up whole new areas of the labor market to global health professionals because of the reality check that, you know, and although it sounds a bit depressing to say, even when, you know, with the next pandemic, we've got to think about, you know, this isn't going to be the last by any stretch of the imagination. And I think you're right from a sort of risk management perspective, organizations are probably thinking this is expertise we need to have, you know, from a sustainability perspective, we've got to have these people in our teams. 
Um, and so for you, it's that sense of, and also the changing landscape of, you know, the fake news, uh, you know, public having access to misinformation, uh, misunderstandings. So that whole kind of educational piece sounds like it's really important to the work that you do as well. Is that right? Correct. You are correct. Mm. Okay, so last couple of questions from me. And this has been so great to get an insight into the work that you do and also how you can see your industry changing as well, which I think is quite exciting. So imagine you were advising a less experienced version of yourself, say someone who wants to move into this sector for the first time. You know, what advice would you give them to get their first experience of working in public health? Any tips you'd give them or any suggestions about activities they could get involved in? Well, what I do, because I actually joined a mentorship program and so I am a mentor. And one of the things that I tell people, first, we spend a lot of time on social media. Mm-hmm. And so make sure what you, this is one of the places, make sure you are a part and you're following mm-hmm. reputable. So whatever you're interested in, mm-hmm. follow professional organizations, mm-hmm. professional Facebook pages, Instagram, so like that, so that you are aware of what's happening in your field. Public health is vast. So if you are interested in women's health, so make sure you have groups and associations that deal with that so you're on top and you're aware of conferences um webinars seminars and all those things that are happening and a lot of those things that's free information and it's always also a way for you to network because networking is very important so that's the next step so don't just join the group and sit quietly so comment and get conversations going so people are going to say hey that's Laura mm, and so yeah. when a job opportunity comes up in their organization or an opportunity they're going to be oh Laura is interested in this so yeah. let me give up first dibs or something like that so it's very important to network so that's another way where you yeah. can just start and like I say even if you you may not be ready to take the full step into enrolling in a program, but just those baby steps again, and you'll get to have first-time experience to see, is this something I'm truly interested in? Because I don't know if I can handle this or if I'm interested in that so much. And so again, that's why. So you want to make sure that you stay informed and make sure it's reputable. And I I love to stress that because you want to make sure these are, people with credentials, you know, like they know what they're talking about. So that's one. That's the first step I would um, recommend to persons. Brilliant. So it's that's, it's engaging with official channels, mm-hmm. recognizing that global health, like you say, is vast. So maybe thinking about which strand is attractive to you, whether that's women's health, like you say, whether it's HIV, whether it's looking at kind of pandemic management so to speak whether there's another aspect of global health that's really appealing to you and then yeah so yeah you want to know what what's going to tickle your fancy exactly exactly and then engaging so not just passively attending but giving comments you know interacting with the speakers and getting involved in that sense 
Wonderful. And last thing from us, we're doing quite a lot of work with our students around sort of transdisciplinary learning. So this is where students from different programs are getting the chance to work with students who are studying different courses to them and maybe based in different countries. And I just wanted to ask how transdisciplinary global health is. Do you tend to work with different specialisms and different sort of people from different backgrounds, etc.? Yeah, I think you you will. And so even when I was working with the Ministry of Health, I imagine like I would, it wasn't just health I work with. So we work with Department of Gender Affairs. You work with education, Ministry of Education. Mm. Uh, you work with Ministry of National Security. So that would be immigration, the police, yeah. the defense force. And so you work with everyone. And that's, that's the thing. It's not, it's not just a single discipline. It's multi disciplinarian yeah <laughs> yeah so that's the thing for you to be successful you can't just isolate yourself you have to tap into different sources okay well Branishka, it is always a joy to talk to you it's like a ray of bahamas sunshine thank you so much and uh really really value you giving up your time and i'm sure this is going to be a useful listen for many of our students across the world thanks again oh. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Time flew by. Okay, I know. Take care now. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. This was the Global Careers Calls podcast, brought to you by the University of London Career Service. You can find all episodes on your favourite podcast provider and all links and resources mentioned by our host are in the episode notes. This episode was hosted by Laura Brammer, it was edited by Bush Rajanu and presented by me, James Weaver, and produced by all of us. We'll have more episodes coming out in the following weeks with some motivational stories from our diverse graduate cohort, so please do subscribe. And to listen to previous episodes and find further resources made by our team, visit www.london.ac.uk forward slash careers. Thanks for listening and join us next time for a new global career call. Thank you.